Welcome to What the F***. What? What the Fitness, your go-to guide for health, training, and nutrition. With your host, Jared Mustard, the Honest PT. What's up, guys? Welcome to What the Fitness Podcast. This is episode one. Uh, and today is a little bit of an introductory uh, podcast episode, but also what we're going to be talking about are the 10 tips that are going to help you when you're starting your weight loss, your health, or your muscle building journey. Um, so just quickly, uh, this podcast is going to be for you if you are someone who maybe cycled through lots of different diets in their lifetime and have constantly find themselves you know, bouncing between different diets to maybe lose weight, then uh, gain it back again, or vice versa. Also, if you may be a beginner in health and fitness, or if you're just looking for some simple exercise and nutrition advice that actually works and that's backed by science. So there's going to be no BS, no fads, no quick fixes, just simple strategies that I've used with my clients and with myself that I find have given me the best results. Um, So just a little bit about me. My name is Jared. I'm a personal trainer and a health coach. I do in-person and online coaching, um, and I help people lose weight, gain muscle, get stronger, and gain more confidence in the gym. So uh, today, what we're going to be talking about, like I said, are the 10 tips when starting your weight loss and health journey. So these these are kind of not going to be anything too crazy. It's just going to be um, little things that can change the way your health and weight loss journey is beginning and starting and also progressing and just helps things become a little bit easier that I've found over the years, uh, my coaching and my experience. So number one, firstly, is going to be start slow and um, gain consistency rather than intensity. A lot of times people, when they first start their health and fitness journey, they want to go super, super hard, really fast. Like I'm going to train five times a week and I'm just going to go really hard in the gym and eat salads every day and I'm just going to be hardcore as hell. (laughs) And the problem with this is generally is that it lasts maybe a week or two and then they're back to square one because they just no one can sustain that. It's too big of a life change. So the biggest advice I can give you is uh, to start slow change very little at first and just build on that. I find with all my clients that's been a lot easier to maintain because it doesn't feel like a massive life change. You're not changing your entire life upside down and you're suddenly becoming this fitness person. Um, so pick a realistically, pick a, sorry, pick a realistic amount of time a week that you can exercise regularly. So for most, for most people, that's probably going to be maybe once or twice a week. Um, because remember now you kind of cu- carving out this hour in your day that you normally would have free. So I'd say maybe start with maybe one to three times per week, depending on what your schedule looks like. Um, And think about, is this realistic for me? Can I sustain this for forever, for a long period of time? That's going to be a determining factor on on how many times I'd suggest you start when you're starting your weight loss or your health journey. Then also when it comes to uh, consistency, good habits really trump motivation every single time. So when it comes to um, a lot of times people want to be motivated the whole time and they think, oh, you know, I'm just not motivated to train today. And the truth is a lot of people think that people in fitness, they think that people in fitness are always motivated and they always just want to go to the gym. And you'll probably find that realistically, even people in fitness who love gymming and exercising, um, at least 60% of the time just don't want to be there. You know, don't, they don't want to uh, go to the gym because we, we're human. We also still like to do other things. We still like to relax. But the difference is that people in fitness generally have good habits and good discipline. And it's kind of like brushing your teeth. You know, as a kid, you used to hate brushing your teeth. It used to be, you know, such an effort. But now it's just part of your daily life. It's just what you do. Um, even if you know you don't feel like doing it, you still do it. The same thing with exercise. What you want to do is essentially get exercise to that point where, yes, some days you're going to feel really motivated and it's great. Um, but there's going to be other days where you don't want to go, but you should still go to the gym. And I always find, ironically, the days that I don't want to go to the gym 
um, are the days that I usually have the best workouts sometimes um, just because I kind of go there I start out kind of flat but then I tend to feel my body feels good and I just feel so much better after the workout and that's one of the things that uh, you should want to try and remind yourself and I always remind my clients is that you'll never feel worse after a workout you'll always feel better you'll you'll kind of thank yourself for going um, and you'll never be like ah oh, you know I, I regret that workout it's always usually the opposite <laughs> um, so good habits always trump over motivation. Motivation is a very fickle thing. It's kind of like an, like an emotion. You're not always going to be happy, just like you won't always be motivated. So when it comes to the gym, also with consistency and building consistency, uh, what's very, very important is a plan. Now, a lot of people, when they go to the gym, they usually just go there and they kind of just hop around machines, hop around different exercises. And then they could be either in there for an hour, sometimes even two hours. And they feel like they haven't really done much. And it's most likely because they haven't really planned um, what they're actually going to do in that session. And the other thing is usually people, a lot of times when they start this health and weight loss journey, they start out and then this, then suddenly something comes up and then they can't um, do the workout of the week. And then suddenly a week has gone by and they've done maybe one or zero workouts that week and they feel kind of defeated. Um, so when it comes to uh, starting a weight loss journey, your health journey, um, it's really important that you plan not only your workouts, but also when are you going to work out? Are you going to work out on Mondays? Wednesdays, Thursdays, or whatever, what time? And you should actually try and carve that time in your schedule so you know that there's nothing else that's going to replace that time slot because you've already set that out. That's when you know that you are free and when you have time to work out. Now, obviously, things are going to change and, you know, life is going to throw a curveball. So you might have something, something that might come up and you might have to change your schedule. But if you um, have a set time and a set day that you are working out, you're much more likely to stick to that um, even when plan, the plan doesn't go or rather when life doesn't go according to plan. Um, so start slow, consistency over motivation and uh, planning. It's everything. That's my first uh, big tip when it comes to starting your um, health and weight loss journey. So when it comes to pit tip number two, it's going to be patience. And I think uh, this one, this one's quite a big one that I constantly have to remind my clients is because it's going to take longer than you think. Losing weight and especially building muscle takes a lot longer than people realize. And often it's because we see these transformation pictures on Instagram or we see, you know, people from the office that have maybe maybe tried a new diet and suddenly they've lost, you know, five kilos in a week or whatever. Um, and then people actually think that that's healthy or sustainable. And the truth is um, proper weight loss, rather sustainable weight loss, um, that you're actually going to keep off that weight, that usually takes a lot longer than people realize. So... What you want to focus on is uh, basically just getting progress in the gym no matter what. It doesn't necessarily mean progress in weight loss. Sometimes it can be, but sometimes it could just be building confidence in the gym. Maybe you feel more confident in life and in the gym. Maybe you are getting stronger in the gym. Maybe you are just feeling better. You have more energy as well. These are all signs of progress that are important to take notes besides weight loss itself. And you always got to remember as well is that weight loss is not a linear thing. So what I mean by that is that weight loss is, although you might be doing everything right with nutrition and with your gym, you won't always lose weight. Sometimes you might lose weight a little bit, then your weight might go up or down. As long as the general trend over a long period of time, your weight is uh, slowly going down, that's the most important thing. But you're going to have those, fluctu those uh, fluctuations. Um, so it's very important to understand that, that you don't just freak out when suddenly your weight spikes or uh, kind of plateaus for a little bit. That is normal as well. So usually an average rate of weight loss for most people, somewhere between one to two pounds per week. Um, some will be faster, some will be slower. That's really um, going to depend on the person and how much weight you actually have to lose. But usually that's a kind of solid number to go by where it's not too fast, not too slow, and it's kind of where you want to aim to be. So focus on progress, like I said, on any sort of form. And also just add some sort of um, goals to your program. So in terms of you might say, okay, I want to lose 10 or 20 pounds. 
that's your first main goal. But now you need some sub goals to go underneath that that are going to help you keep motivated throughout this entire process. And this can be something as simple as I want to be able to do five push-ups, 10 squats or whatever. Um, those kind of goals are something to work towards that you can achieve sooner than your uh, longer weight loss goal that's going to take a lot longer over time. Because if you just focus on the weight loss, a lot of times that can be very discouraging for a lot of people because it takes, like I said, longer than people realize. Um, and then they kind of feel like they're putting in all this hard work and nothing's really showing for it. So that's why it's very important to kind of track more than one metric when it comes to your progress um, so that you can say, okay, maybe the, the scale hasn't really gone down this week, but um, I have gotten more confident, I have gotten stronger in the gym, and I've got more energy and I'm sleeping better. So then suddenly you're thinking, okay, my weight loss hasn't gone down, but I've progressed a lot um, more than I've actually realized that I wouldn't, wouldn't have even recognized if I was just looking at the scale alone. So very, very important, guys. Patience, patience, patience. I uh, uh, preach that to all my clients. Um, and then tip number three is going to be there's no best anything in fitness. <laughs> now, a lot of times when uh, people start this kind of a uh, journey, they say, you know, um, what's the best workout to lose weight? What's the best workout to uh, gain muscle? The best diet to uh, achieve my goals? The truth is the best anything is going to be the one that you're going to stick to and that you're going to enjoy long term. So there's the, the great thing about fitness is that what, people, what a lot of people don't realize is that there's many uh, paths to the same goal. So it's not necessarily there's going to be a best way for anything. There could be a best way for you right now. Then you might change uh, another sort of method that you're doing things, but you're really enjoying the process. And that's basically what you want to aim to do. You want to be aim to uh, enjoy what you're doing and also make it sustainable long term. And a lot of times with this kind of thing, people tend to kind of uh, focus on the small details of things. They want to worry about what's the best foods or what should, should I avoid. Um, and the truth is, those small details don't really tip the scale much. So you shouldn't really worry about them too much. What you should worry about is just getting the basics right. Getting the basics right and consistently um, every single day, every single week, that's where your results are going to come in. Um, and too many people kind of focus on all these little details instead of just saying, okay, let's just try and be more active. Let's try and enjoy uh, my exercise, whatever that form is for you, maybe that's gymming, maybe that's doing classes like Zumba or boot camp, or maybe that's just um, walking out in the open air. Those are the kind of things that you want to be um, focusing on before you start worrying about the details. The details are really, really going to be very small, minute changes. So like I said, there's no best anything. Find the best part that works for you and that you can stick to and that you enjoy. Because enjoyment is very, very important as well. Obviously, you want to stick to it, but you also want to be able to enjoy it because um, the journey is really more important than the destination when it comes to um, health and fitness because it's an ongoing journey that will that you should try and maintain throughout your entire life. So uh, you often find that if you have a specific goal and you just focus on that goal completely, let's say it's just it's weight loss and you want to just get to that number, if you just kind of grow out the process and you uh, get to the end of your goal, you'll probably find that the goal that the kind of achievement of the goal isn't really as satisfying as you thought it would be because. It just kind of took so much sacrifice to um, get to your goal that you didn't actually uh, ap appreciate how much progress you made in that time. You just kind of looked at the goal and then that's kind of it. So it's, uh, you, you really want to try and think about, okay, you're going to have this goal, but what am I going to do after that goal? How am I going to progress and how am I going to um, maintain this lifestyle long term? All right. Um, so then tip number four I have is going to be nutrition is half the battle. Now, this one is a big one because usually people find that, uh, or at least my clients, I've, I've noticed that, uh, my clients don't really struggle as much with uh, working out regularly, but rather nutrition, changing their nutrition habits is usually usually the one that, that they take the longest to kind of uh, work towards and, and struggle with. So nutrition is going to be where you're going to get a lot of your results from. I always like to say you uh, can't outrun a bad diet. So you can gym as hard as you want in the gym. 
But if you don't change your nutrition and you don't improve your nutrition, um, the results are either not going to come or they're going to come a lot slower than if you just change your nutrition slowly but surely. Now, nutrition also doesn't have to be super strict or complicated. A lot of times people, um, often trainers, uh, like to complicate nutrition and people also think that um, it has to be this kind of all or nothing approach where you either got to eat extremely healthily, quote unquote, or you know you have you can have pizzas and, and burgers all day kind of thing. Now, a simple method I like to follow with a lot of my clients that I find works extremely well uh, is just what I call the plate method. And the plate method is a very, very simple method. All you're going to do is you're going to divide your plate into half, firstly. Um, and the half is going to be just vegetables. So half your plate is just vegetables. Whatever vegetables you want, however you want to cook them, that's um, basically what you want to do. And then the other half, you're going to divide into thirds. Now, two-thirds of that other half is going to be protein. And the last third is going to be your starchy carbs, like your potatoes, your rice, your pasta, all those kind of things. So you'll see in that uh, kind of uh, plate method, if you had to draw it out, um, you're basically looking at getting a lot of veggies, a lot of protein, and still a little bit of that starchy carbs. Um, not that starchy carbs are bad, but they can just be usually very easy to overeat those kind of foods. So that's why you want to try and limit those um, a little bit, but still have them because they are very important in the diet as well. Like I said, you can get a lot of benefit just from doing that. Just from eating more vegetables, eating more protein, you'll be surprised how much um, progress you can make just with that, with those kind of things in mind. Protein is very, very important as well. I want to speak about protein a little bit because uh, a lot of people don't really know uh, what the benefits of protein are or even how important it is or how much they should be having every day. Now, protein, usually I like to go, I like to keep things very, very simple. So with protein, I like to say one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Um, now, usually it's going to vary depending on your goals. You might want to have more protein or less protein, but that's usually the, the, the kind of um, easy way for most people to uh, strive towards where it's, it's going to be challenging to get that protein goal, but it's going to be enough to really make a big difference in your, in your weight loss and your health, your muscle building goals. Um, so protein, extremely important for your hair, for your nails, for your recovery, and especially for muscle mass um, as well. Now, there is a myth uh, within the fitness industry and with the health industry that too much protein is bad for your kidneys. But the research actually shows quite the opposite. Unless you have a predisposed, predisposed kidney condition, then there's no such thing as too much protein. You're just, you're just going to excrete the protein, the extra protein that you're not going to use. But unless you have some sort of kidney condition or liver condition, um, then I'd suggest obviously speaking to your doctor. But for most people, for 99% of people, more protein is going to be beneficial. So protein, extremely, extremely important. Um, usually when it comes to uh, carbs and fats, you know, you, you can track your what you call your macronutrients, which is basically your carbohydrates, your fats and your protein. But usually with most people, even with my clients, I don't really do that because there's no need to kind of track them. I like to say just focus on your protein and your calorie goal and then let the kind of carbs and fats fall where they may. And that usually works for most people. Also, it's kind of a little bit of effort to always track protein, carbs and fats. So it's fine. It's, it's usually it's easier to focus on one. There's protein that's the most important and that you want to get towards, and then calorie goals. So, like I said, nutrition doesn't have to be super strict. Usually, I like to follow kind of the 80-20 rule, where most of the time you want to be eating high-quality, good foods, your vegetables, your lean proteins, and things that foods that make you feel good, that give you a lot of energy. And then 20% of the time, you want to have your fun foods, like your donuts, your crisps, your chocolates, all those kind of things. Now, you don't. I, I always find that um, actually including these kind of fun foods more regularly, but in smaller amounts, usually are, I find it works really, really well. And the reason for this is usually most people, when they, when they want to start a diet, what they start doing is they, um, they say, okay, I'm going to be really good on the week, and then maybe I'll just have a little bit of treats on the weekend. But the problem with that 
is that usually I find they're really good and they, they kind of like almost restrict themselves uh, too much in the week and they have no sort of sweet treats or anything like that. And it comes to the weekend and they're kind of, they're craving sweets and chocolates and crisps all the time now. So now on the weekend, they kind of binge and they go overboard. Whereas if they just had a little bit of those foods every single day, just to kind of satisfy that um, kind of sweet tooth or that savory tooth that you might have, um, then you find that you have that kind of a control over your cravings a lot more. So have them more regularly, but then also you've got to worry about the, the uh, portion control. So that's where you've got to be, have a little bit of self-control, kind of put your uh, big girl, your big boy pants on, and um, actually just think about, okay, what is a normal serving size for this uh, kind of fun food? And then that's the, that's the serving size I'm going to have for this food. Um, and try and stick to that as best you can. So nutrition, very, very important, but keep it simple. Do the basics right, um, as I always say. Then when it comes to tip number five, be realistic about your dream body. Now, a lot of people, when they think about um, their dream body, they want to have abs, they want to have bulging muscles, they want to look like, you know, maybe what they see on Instagram or in magazines. But what a lot of people don't realize is that in the fitness industry, the use of, of steroids is a lot more common than people realize. Um, and you, you often find people will be shocked when you see them and when you tell them that the people that they've been looking at, they've probably taken performance-enhancing drugs or something that's going to help them. That's not really going to be healthy for them, but it's going to help them achieve that physique. So performance-enhancing drugs and steroids are very, very common, especially among influencers um, on social media these days when it comes to fitness. And essentially, what, I'm, what I mean by be realistic with your dream body is that Often when we see these people, we're seeing a highlight reel of their body where they possibly, you know, dieted really hard for two weeks to get really lean and um, and very low body fat percentage to do a photo shoot. And then they kind of just post those those uh, pictures where they look amazing um, sporadically throughout the year. So it looks like they've been that shape all year long. But the truth is they probably look like that maybe once a year and the rest of the time they look pretty normal. So it's very, very important to be realistic about that. Um, and, and consider the fact that they've also had professional photography, they've had professional lighting, and that can make a massive difference to how good someone looks in pictures. Especially when it comes to abs, this is more speaking to women, but also to men as well. A lot of people don't realize that having abs, you need to be at a quite a low body fat percentage or a fairly low body fat percentage, um, especially for women. And for most women, having visible abs is probably not realistic just because you have to lower your calories so much that it's not really that healthy. Um, to, to have your body fat percentage that low for, for many women. And usually the, the kind of common sign for this is if you add a, such a low body fat percentage where if you're a woman and you've lost your menstrual cycle, that's kind of a sign that your body's saying you, you're not eating enough calories, you need to eat more. So it's very important to be realistic about your end goal, um, about your body rather, your dream body, and say, okay, can, you know, a lot of times we'll see the body and we'll say, yeah, that, that's a really amazing body, but to, say, to sustain that kind of... Um, physique that's going to take a lot of sacrifice you're going to decrease your quality of life you're not going to see your friends you're not going to be able to eat art you're not going to be able to drink alcohol and then suddenly that body becomes not really as um, attractive as it uh, as it previously was so then when it comes to tip number six something that's very very important is measuring your progress in more than one way so i kind of alluded to this in the beginning but when it comes to measuring progress like i said the scale is is literally not even half the story it's less than half the story so it's not the only thing you want to look at there's a lot of other things that you want to try and um, track in order to see if you're making progress um, every day, every week. And these are things like progress pictures. Your weight obviously can be one of them, um, but also taking you know, measurements of your muscles. These are all um, other metrics of, of a progress that you necessarily wouldn't really be looking at if you're just looking at weight. 
but are very, very important because, like I said before, if you see the weight's not going down, then you might be discouraged. But if you know that the weight's not going down, but you've also gotten more confident, you're sleeping better, your quality of life is a lot better, suddenly now you're actually still making progress. So it's very, very important um, in terms of making it like your longevity of your fitness and health journey. It's important to uh, appreciate these little things like confidence, like sleep quality, all those kind of things that are very, very important to kind of progress um, as well as weight loss on its own. So set performance goals, like I said before, setting small little goals besides your big weight loss or your muscle building goal is kind of going to help you keep motivated throughout this entire process. And this can be something like a consistency goal, maybe depending on what your um, maybe what you struggle with the most is what you want to set your goals with. So maybe some for you, you know, being consistent and exercising regularly is usually where you struggle. So then maybe you want to say, okay, my goal for this week is going to be to consistently go two times a week for two weeks. Um, and th- th- then, you know, when you achieve that goal, you can kind of have something to be proud of because you've actually set a goal and you've achieved that. And then you, then you try and just basically build on that and improve on your previous efforts. I always like to say to my clients, be better than you were yesterday. Be better than you were last week. Um, it's not really about intensity of, of being like this amazing person all of a sudden and being super fit and healthy and just doing all these things right all the time. All it is, um, I always like to say, is, is a start badly and then improve on that. It's a lot easier to improve on previous efforts, but it's not as easy to improve on what's not there. So very, very important to kind of set these little goals like consistency, maybe your mindset. Uh, maybe you want to kind of uh, set a goal that you maybe you want to have less negative thoughts in your head about your body or your body image. Um, something like that could be a, a massive achievement for someone who has negative thoughts a lot about their body. So very, very important. Measure your progress in more than in one way and set those little small goals as well. Then tip number seven is going to be nothing changes if you change nothing. Now, this is quite a new one that I've um, added into my list of tips where a lot of times people think that, especially if they hire a personal trainer, but also if they just start doing these things like going to the gym or maybe trying to eat a little bit healthier, they, they don't actually change much in their life and then they kind of wonder why they're not achieving their goals or getting closer to their goals because they haven't really changed actually much. And the thing is, what you need to worry, what you need to rather think about is that becoming healthier, you know, either losing weight, building more muscle, just being healthier in general, um, it does take change. You're going to change the way you are. You're going to change your priorities. You're going to change the type of person that you are. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to suddenly become this full-blown fitness person, but um, you are going to have to change essentially your personality and, and, and kind of how your life operates a little bit as you change these um, things that's how you're going to get your uh, get progress and actually get the goals that you want so like i said nothing changes if you don't if you change nothing so go easy on yourself um, i always find that people sometimes are a little bit hard on themselves and, and they kind of they almost feel guilty when they're not perfectly you know fit and healthy all the time and then they're suddenly like not uh, the perfect fitness person anymore when they just started so go, go easy on yourself but also hold yourself accountable then tip number eight is there's no such thing as a healthy or unhealthy, good or bad foods, exercises, all those kind of things. A lot of times people think, uh, you know, you can't eat certain foods or those foods are bad, those foods are healthy. And the truth is, there's no food that isn't inherently unhealthy or healthy. If you think about a salad or some vegetables, if you eat a salad once or you eat some vegetables once, is that suddenly going to make you a healthy person? No, because there's no food that has that kind of power. The same way if you eat a burger or you eat a pizza, that food is not suddenly going to make you unhealthy. It's about what we do most of the time that is going to uh, influence our, our health and our goals like that. So kind of get rid of the idea of unhealthy and healthy, bad, good, because it's also um, not really very good for you to think about that subconsciously. Because a lot of times then you kind of 
you're going to feel guilty for maybe craving some junk food or some kind of uh, fun foods that everyone craves in life. There's, there's no point in feeling guilty for craving that. And there's no, no, feel, no point in feeling guilty for enjoying them as well. Rather think of it as just this food, does it support my goals? Does it not support my goals? If it doesn't support your goals fully, that's fine. You know, sometimes a food might not be supporting your goals physically because it's not maybe not the most nutritious food. But psychologically, if that's going to help you get through your diet a little bit easier by having a pizza every once in a while or a burger once in a while, then that technically is kind of supporting your goals in a, in a psychological way rather than a physical, physical way. There we go. <laughs> Got my words mixed up there. So very, very good, very, very important rather to think about um, not such black and white uh, thoughts when it comes to health and fitness. Then tip number nine is going to be focus your training on building muscle, um, not on burning calories. Now, this is quite a big one, more for women, but also for men as well. Now, a lot of times when people think about, you know, their dream body, often the, the most common kind of uh, goal that I get is that they want to tone up, they want to just kind of lose a little bit of weight, but mostly just tone up. Uh, and then people don't realize that toning up is not really such a thing. There's, there's kind of building muscle and there's not building muscle and there's losing fat or not losing fat. So most times when you are looking to tone up, what you're actually looking to do is lose a little bit of fat and build some muscle. Now, for women, this doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to be big and bulky. That's a very, very common myth that people think, or rather women are worried about, that they think that as soon as they start lifting weights, they're going to suddenly become big and bulky. And the truth of the matter is, it's extremely difficult to get big and bulky for, for men and women, but especially for women. Um, it really is difficult. And you have to kind of um, dial in your nutrition and your training uh, consistently over a long period of time to even get a little bit of size, let alone a lot of size. So um, especially to the women out there, don't fear lifting weights. You will not get big and bulky. You will get the tone look that you want if you start building muscle and you start getting stronger um, in the gym. Now, a lot of times people, they go to the gym and they say like, wow, you know, I went to the treadmill and I burned 500 calories. And they try and fo they focus all their energy just on how many calories they burned. Now, the, the problem with this is exercise is really terrible at burning calories for one. Um, and the reason for that is it's not really there to build, it's not really, really there to, to burn calories. It's there to get stronger, to build muscle. And the other problem with this is usually with cardio. People don't realize that although cardio burns a decent amount of calories, the more fit you get, the less calories you'll burn doing the same amount of cardio. So you might start out, you know, burning 300 calories doing an hour of cardio. But if you keep doing that over weeks at a time, you get consistent, you get more fit at that you'll soon start to burn maybe, you know, 180 calories doing the same amount of cardio because your body just gets used to that kind of a stress and adapts to that and makes you more fit and more efficient with those calories. So it's really um, not very helpful to think about how many calories you're burning in exercise because uh, it also plays such a very, very small part when it comes to the amount of calories you burn on a daily basis. So if we think about the amount of calories that we burn on a daily basis, let's put that at, at about 100%. The amount of calories that we burn during, during exercise only accounts for about 5 to possibly 10% at the very most of the entire day's energy expenditure. So it's not really, you, you can try and burn as many calories as you want when it comes to exercise, but that's not really where you're going to um, kind of get the most results. What you really want to focus on when it comes to burning calories is focus on what we call your NEAT, which is basically your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Now, that's just a fancy word for basically the amount of activity that we do outside of the gym that's not formal exercise and these are things like you're walking you're standing you're fidgeting all those kind of things that we don't really take notice of but are the type of things that burn the most amount of calories 
um, as opposed to exercise. So whereas exercise will only get you about 5 to 10% of your daily calorie expenditure, NEAT or your kind of uh, regular walking around and, and uh, fidgeting, that, w- that can be anywhere between about 15 to 20% depending on how active you are that day. So I always like to tell people, don't worry about how many calories you burn in the gym. Worry about getting stronger and building muscle in the gym and try and get a daily step goal. So try and maybe go for 7,000 steps or 10,000 steps. Um, and be more active throughout the day and you'll find you'll burn way more calories in that way as well. And the other thing is, like I said, um, exercise really sucks at burning calories. So instead of focusing on how many calories you burn, also try and make sure that you are rather eating less calories than try and uh, burn the calories off because it's a lot easier to eat less calories than it is to burn those calories off, if that makes sense. Um, like if, if you ever want to see something depressing, you can kind of Google how, how much exercise a person has to do to burn off one Kit Kat or one Snickers bar. It's something ridiculous like two or three hours of exercise. So that's why it's always better to kind of eat less than to try and burn more. When it comes to your training, like I said, focus on building muscle, focus on getting stronger. Um, Rep ranges are not really super important. You just want to make sure that you are getting close to failure. Now, what that means is basically you can, you know, do exercises anywhere from, you know, six to 15 to 20 reps. Um, But what's more important is that when you get to that, say, 10th rep, you want to be really close to failure where you're kind of struggling to do another rep with good form. Um, so I always like to say, let's say, for example, you're aiming for 12 reps. If you're aiming for 12 reps, once you get to that 12th rep, if you can do 13, 14 reps and they're really difficult, then you're probably at a good weight. But if you are doing 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 reps, or you feel like you could do more reps than the ones you just did, you're probably going a little bit light. So try and go a little bit heavier where you can kind of do maybe one or two uh, reps more than your goal. And then you know you had a, a decent weight there. So focus on your compound lifts as well when it comes to your training. So uh, like I said, get stronger. Get stronger in things like your squatting, your deadlifting, your bench press. Uh, and f- for those of you also who um, are kind of new to the gym, that could be also if, you, if you're not doing squatting or deadlifts just yet, you might say, okay, let's just focus on doing 15 push-ups or 20 squats and then try and improve the amount of kind of work capacity that your body can do and, and eventually try and add weight. Uh, essentially, you basically just want to try and lift heavier and heavier weight every week, every month, and gradually get stronger and stronger with each uh, movement and each, each exercise. And then lastly, we're going to talk a little bit about calories. So calories, obviously, is kind of a, a touchy subject for a lot of people because a lot of people, some you kind of have two camps in the fitness industry right now, and that's basically um, people say that calories matter and that you need to track your calories, and other people that say it's more important what foods you eat. It's not important how much food you eat. And the truth is what the science says is that, yes, calories matter, but also what foods you eat also matter. Now, calories matter more only because it's just essentially, it's an equation. It's what we call energy balance. So essentially, it's how much energy are you putting into your body versus how much energy are you burning on a daily basis. So there's basically three different types of uh, phases that you want to go into depending on what your goal is. So you have your kind of maintenance calories. That's the the amount of calories that you need every day to maintain your body weight, not to get stronger, not to get weaker, just to kind of be exactly how you are that that many calories the easiest way to figure this out is just to track what you're eating over a period of maybe one or two weeks and then see what your average calorie intake is you can do this with a, a fitness app like my fitness pal and essentially if you didn't lose weight and you had a, a kind of a set amount of calories or you your average amount of calories then that's kind of your maintenance calories if you want to lose weight you're going to go into a deficit what we call a calorie deficit which essentially is, it means that you are burning more calories than you're eating every day. Now, this doesn't have to be a big deficit. This can be anywhere between 300 and 500 calories. It's usually where you want to start. I'd start most people at about 300 calories. So if you had to say, okay, I want to start losing weight, I'd first say find out your maintenance calories, right? 
And then from there, I'd say just um, subtract 300 calories from that and try and aim to hit that number most of the time. And then you should start to see that you are losing weight. If you're not losing weight, then you might need to just drop the calories a bit more or you need to up the um, activity that you're doing every day. So you can do either one, you can manipulate both, but I'd say manipulate one at a time. Um, ideally, you want to try and increase the activity as much as you can first before trying to decrease food because obviously you want to eat the most amount of food and still get the results you want. So that's how basically to get into a calorie deficit, a very simplified version. I'll go into more kind of detail um, in each episode of the podcast as well. Um, but that's your basic definition of a calorie deficit. Then you get your calorie surplus, which essentially is just eating more food or more calories than your body is burning every day. Now, why would you want to do this? Usually, so this is actually how people pick up weight, is they, they are in a calorie surplus, but they're not uh, putting those calories to good use. So they're not usually gymming or exercising, and that's usually when it turns into fat and when uh, you basically you start picking up weight and you start becoming overweight. When you are um, seeing too many calories on a consistent basis over months and years, you start to pick up that weight. But if you have a small surplus of, say, 300 to 500 calories, eating more than what you're burning, but you are in the gym, you're getting stronger, you're trying to build muscle, then that is how you'll put on size, you'll put on muscle and get stronger as well. So it kind of works in both ways where um, depending on um, what you do with those calories, so depending on what you do in the gym will depend on whether those calories will go towards fat or whether they will go towards building muscle. And that's pretty much it in terms of a basic outline of uh, calories, a very simplistic view. Uh, like I said, I'll go into more detail. But if you are struggling, you're not really sure where to start in terms of your calories, I do have a free calorie calculator on my website. You can just go to www.thehonestptofficial.com and then uh, go to calculator. You should be able to download it or just do it on the website itself. Essentially, you just got to put in your details and it'll give you a, a more, more or less a roundabout figure of uh, kind of what your maintenance calories, your deficit, deficit calories and also your protein goals will be for you. Those are my 10 tips, guys. I hope they kind of helped you, maybe either spurred you on a little bit more in terms of uh, starting a weight loss journey, but also will help you kind of think a little bit differently about certain things in health and fitness. And that's pretty much it. So if you enjoy that podcast, guys, please leave a comment. Tell me what you want me to discuss next. Share with your friends or your family, whoever you think is going to benefit from this podcast. And please don't forget to follow me on social media as well, at The Honest PT Official on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all those lovely uh, platforms. But that's pretty much it for me, guys. Um, I hope you really enjoy it, and I'll see you soon.